It's time for a Humans in Tune conversation with Darren on 93.9 Mike FM. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to another Humans in Tune on 93.9 Mike FM. It's Darren Bergfeld with you, sitting in the studio and unfortunately unable to be in the studio today, thanks to uh, the aggressive acts of Mother Nature outside. Today, I'm proud to have Leslie Washington with me. Leslie, how are you doing today? It's good to have you. I'm doing great, Darren. Thanks again for having me. I know I like to be in the studio yeah. live, but thanks to Mother Nature, I cannot. So That's right. Well, at least thanks to technology, we can still connect here and, and have a good conversation today. And that's what we're here to do. And uh, we've got a lot of things to cover today. I, I want to talk um, with you first, kind of introduce you a little bit. Leslie, uh, and I met in the hallway out here, but I'd seen your name around town here and there beforehand. But Leslie, you're a part of uh, Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense right. in America here in Cape Girardeau locally. But it's a national organization, um, mm -hmm. and a lot of people know you that way. Some people know you as a survivor of gun violence and domestic violence. Um, right. Some people know you through church. A lot of people know you in different mm -hmm. directions. So uh, I want to kind of give people the picture of Leslie Washington as you want to present today. So let's uh, tell us a little bit about your, your experience. Well, like Darren said, my name is Leslie Washington and I, I've been in Cape Girardeau roughly now for 11 years. And so I've kind of acclimated myself like Darren has said in the community and being vocal and different things that, you know, are my passion, domestic violence and, firearm violence, as well as, you know, Roe v. Wade and its overturning and things of that nature. So I just use my voice to advocate for those that have been impacted by these different things that we have going on, these different, I guess you would say, pandemics and health crises and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So with the domestic violence, you know, I was with my ex for a period of like nine plus years and he was very mean, very bitter, very evil, a very vile human being. And so he fractured the orbit in my left eye. So after finally deciding to leave him, you know, and coming here to Cape Girardeau to be safe and to go into the safe house. And they helped me, you know, with my ex parte and divorce and things of that nature and remaining safe. And then he decided that he wanted to put a firearm with a fully loaded clip on his Instagram page for everyone to see. And so that sent that message that he was going to kill me. Mm. So I took that very literal. And so I had to make sure that I was safe. He would also threaten my mom and say that he was going to come here and kill me. And then I also, I had a cousin that died by gun suicide. He was 19. He left a note. He had planned to do this. So when he finally carried out that act, it was devastating to my family. And then I had another cousin since I've been in Cape that um, was murdered in 2015 in St. Louis, Missouri. And his murder today still remains unsolved. We still don't know why he was murdered, why he, if he was targeted or right. whatever the case may be. So we don't have closure for that, you know, for the loss of my cousin. I mean, I was 
we I grew up with my cousin. I had fun with my cousin, right. and so not being able to talk to my cousin and say, Keith, I love you. You know, he left children behind. So, you know, they do well. They, you know, proceed to move on. His mom moves, you know, but we still don't have closure. And so, like I tell people, I said, when there's senseless gun violence or even domestic violence, those things leave indelible impacts on not only the family and the friends of that victim, but also the community as a whole. So it's important that we support survivors of gun violence, trauma, and domestic violence, because as we know, it wreaks havoc on our mental, you know, our mental state is messed up, you know, so you're depressed, you're sad, you go through mood swings, you're angry, you're pissed off, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you want to just do it, whatever you can to push through it. And it's hard. And I never tell people they should get over their situation. I just encourage them and, you know, try to be there for them and support them as much as possible. Right. And so this week, starting tomorrow, February the 1st to the 7th, 2023, is our fifth annual um, Survivors Week, National Gun Violence Survivors Week. Mm -hmm. And so we take that time to amplify the voices of survivors. And, you you know, you can use all of your social media platforms, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Snapchat, the TikTok, you know, use some PSAs and just talk about, you know, survivors, like we have a website called momentsthatsurvive.org. Okay. And so you can go on that site and there's all the survivors. Like you I was looking at that the, site last night. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So my story is on there. And um, so you can, you know, p- type in Missouri and you can see all the ones from Missouri or you can type mm-hmm. in New York and you can see all the ones from New York. And if, you know, someone sticks out to you, feel, you know, amplify their voice. Right. You know, and I think I go ahead. Well, that's, you know, that's a, something you said uh, in our email was amplifying survivors voices. And if you think about it, you know, your story, your one story and, you know, how many other people in just in our area, just in our town, just in your neighborhood have a right. similar story, have been impacted by this in one way. A lot of us have. And right. For so many, you know, it's a similar thing to mental health stigma where, uh, you know, you keep quiet or you meet in a small church group and you pray about those things, you talk about those things. But outside of that, you're not raising your voice against it. So many aren't raising their voice against it. And and so many people are so afraid to use their voice because they're afraid of being judged if they talk about it, you know, and even as a black woman. And a survivor of domestic violence, you know, for a while, my self-esteem was down to nothing. Oh, I can imagine because that. that's, Yeah, you know, so that that's what abusers do. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get out of that funk and I had to start telling my story. Mm-hmm. I had to start, you know, moving forward, dressing up, putting clothes on, fixing my hair. I, I, my time out. I want to give you a shout out, too, because every picture I see of you. You have got the most colorful, beautiful wardrobe. It's awesome. I love it. I love your expression. 
Thank you. And so it took me a while to get back to that. Yeah. But then I had to realize, I said, if I continue to diminish myself and continue to let him control me, because there's another thing with domestic violence, there's that digital stalking. So that's when they use the social media platforms to reach out to you and send you nasty messages and mean messages. Mm -hmm. And so that would be a trigger anytime I would get something from my ex. And then I had to say, well, if I continue to let him scare me, then that means he's still in my head and I can't let him be in my head to where I can't do anything to push forward and make myself look good. Right. So I had to get out of that mind state. And so that's when I decided to, get involved and be active and not lay dormant and let him consume me and overpower me. Yeah. Because if you let them overpower you, then you're never going to win. You're never going to have anything. You're never going to do anything. Well, they they force you into a subservient lifestyle and that's what you're, you know, and, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, you being a voice that shows overcoming that and becoming the outward person you were meant to be and were before you got into that situation. Right. You know, and it you, goes without saying always, that other women can see your story, hear your story, read your story, right. uh, and right. then maybe and feel why, empowered to go to the safe house for women or a yeah, similar and, organization. Right. And that's why I share my story, because if there is one person that is in our audience today, even today, you know, or even reading my article in the Southeast Missourian yeah. or anything like that, then I know that my assignment has been done and I have reached at least one person. Yeah. You know, and then having been through that, it's afforded me opportunities to to do research and learn more about domestic violence. Right. And we also know that if there is a firearm involved in domestic violence is five times more likely for that woman to die five times, not one time, not two times, but five times. Right. And that's sad. And, you know, and just being a part of mom's demand action in every town for gun safety has afforded me the opportunities to talk to legislators and share my stories and things like that of what I've been through Mm -hmm. to know that you have a constituent that has gone through domestic violence and firearm violence and will continue to advocate to make sure that you do what you need to do so we can be safe. Because we know we have too many things that happen in our own backyard of Cape Girardeau that go unsaid, unheard, and, you know, any of that. And it's just Mm -hmm. unfortunate. Well, and and the more voices that join you, the louder the cry is and the more attention you get. And, and that's just, that's just physics. That's just how that works, you know, but it's the absolute truth. And, uh, and that's why groups like mom demand action, uh, moms demand action are so great to create, you know, it's a grassroots level for you and for everybody you're working with in that, um, you know, trying to bring other members into the fold, other people who, who have survived, uh, gun violence. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I th- I thought it was cool uh, back, what was it, um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, the city council uh, yeah. did a proclamation. It was on the 23rd. Okay. Uh, and they, uh, what was it, it was just gun violence, uh, no, gun violence awareness day, that's in May, right? The no. day? 
Okay. No, the day is for February 1st to February 7th of this. So starting for Survivor's Week, right? For Survivor's Week. And they gave us a proclamation. Uh, Mayor Kinder gave us a proclamation for uh, marking for national for the fifth annual gun violence um, awareness week. Okay. Okay. That clears it up. I couldn't, I was trying to figure out what it was saying there. And I, and, uh, and then I came across an article from the national um, day, I guess it was last year that, that you had a conversation with. So, um, you know, and awareness days and all that, those are great, but uh, there's so many of those that what has to happen is like you said, um, people have to advocate and people have to use their voice and speak up. And, you know, you've done that. You know, we're having this conversation. I know you've had conversations with other, you know, media in the area to tell your story. Um, mm-hmm. and, and congratulations, too. I know you got uh, one of the um, awards, the the Ritter Humanitarian Awards at yeah. the Martin Luther King event earlier this uh, earlier yeah. this month. Yes. And that's a, that's a cool deal. Dr. Ritter was a pretty amazing guy. So that's a pretty cool spot to uh, take yeah, I'm, I was ex- I wasn't even like expecting that. So That's she cool. took me off guard. She kind of caught me off guard <laughs> with that. I was like, okay, oh, you well, know, yeah, no, that's Whatever. I think it's great. Well, and it, yeah. it's a testament to the work that you're doing. Um, I know you said you got involved with them with Moms Demand Action like in 2016. So you know it's been seven years of work so far, and there's a lot of work yeah. to do. Um, yeah. What's you know, if somebody's catching this on the podcast or somebody's watching this on Facebook later on and they're tuning in and they think, okay, well, how can I get involved? I'm here in Cape. How can I talk to you? How do I get involved? Well, we have um, monthly meetings. Like we have our monthly meeting next Thursday evening at the Cape Girardeau Public Library. And it's at 630 in the evening. Like I said, it's the Cape Girardeau Public Library. Mm-hmm. So then also you can go on Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America.org as well as EverytownForGunSafety.org. And then also if you want to look up like the statistics and things like that, we have a site called EveryStat.org and you can type in Missouri. And it will tell you everything listed, like for homicide, suicides, oh, wow. and all of that. It'll tell you all that information you need. So you can type in a specific state, and it will give you the graphics and things like that for that particular mm-hmm. state and the numbers and stuff like that. And then also, I want to say to Darren, as we, you know, we know that majority of gun violence, it affects BIPOC communities, black and brown communities on a daily basis, every single day. And even, um, you know, with the gun violence that's happening across the country, Jerusalem, California, all those different places. And I tell people all the time, I said, I'm not oblivious to gun violence at all by any means necessary. And I know that it happens. And I know that we have to do better. We have to make people accountable for their actions. You know, I feel like if you commit a heinous crime, like against a child or whatever, the what any kind of crime, like, you know, Tyree, Tyree Nichols, you know, he, gone for no reason by police brutality. Like for, you know, what reason was, you know, why? You know, so. It's, it's evil. To, 
It's just yeah, evil. it's evil. And so that type of violence, it it happens all too often. And I tell people, I said, I it doesn't just happen in New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. St. Louis. You know, it happens in Memphis. It happens here in Cape Girardeau. Yeah, it, happens it happens in Carbondale. It happens in Paducah, in Kentucky, in Little Exactly. Town, you know? it, it happens all over the country. And I pray for these families that have lost members to gun violence. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I can't do anything because I don't live there. I right. live here in Cape Girardeau. Right. So you I have, have to, to take action it. where your roots are planted. Where my roots are planted. And I have to do what I have to do. Like just recently, I live across from the post office. There was gun violence a block away from me. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here waiting for my friend to come over. I had just taken my trash out and come back in the house, check my mail, come back in the house. All of a sudden, I see this vehicle fly past me. Okay, what the hell? And so then immediately after that, I hear gunshots, yeah. like five or six, like that's right outside my door. Yep. So then after I hear the gunshots, he comes flying back and he turns on Bellevue. Like, what are you going to do? Commit more crimes? Yeah. So I immediately called the police and I let them know this just happened. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they investigated. They yep. didn't talk to me because I was leaving or whatever, but they did come and investigate, you know, but yeah. it, when it happens that close to you. Oh yeah. You, well, I, I live up on middle. I, I'm three, four blocks from you. So I get it, you know, yeah. absolutely. And you know, they're making efforts. I, I think the, um, I can't remember what it's called now. So pardon my ignorance, but the new shooting system deal that can shot spotter shot spotter. Thank you. Uh, you know, yeah. they're making some efforts with some stuff like that. That's, Showing to be successful, but you know, it's, it's always a drop in the bucket, but it's still got to keep making those drops, you know? Uh, But yeah, we have to go, we have to be vigilant. We have to go to city council. We have to do, we have to talk about it. We have to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Like I was, it can't become acceptable. No, it can't be the norm. And I get that it is the norm because it happens every yeah. day. Well, we joke you know, about, you know, 4th of July comes around. What's the joke that we, we play when you live downtown? It's, is it gunshots or fireworks? You know, and we fireworks. joke about it on social media, but that's legit. That if it's gunfire, if it, gunfire is gunfire, man. You're in town. Right. You know, it's common sense. You hope common you, sense prevails, but I think things- it's been out the window for a while. Yeah, and those things trigger people. When people hear mm-hmm. gun violence, and if they've been impacted by gun violence, yes. and those little things trick, little things like that trigger you. Oh, and yeah. so then you're, you back into your shell again because you've heard these gunshots or you've heard these celebratory fireworks, and then you're back in a little bubble all over again mm-hmm. because you don't know if they're going to come through your window, your bedroom window, or your front window. Yep. You know, so and then even going, you know, on campus, you know, it's an open campus. So I have to be careful when I go to school. Yeah. You know, I have to be careful when I go to school and I'm working on getting a student's demand action set up on campus because they don't have that on yeah. campus. And like I've had conversations and I've just, you know, things have occurred and 
they don't people don't know how to talk to someone who has been impacted by gun violence or domestic violence hey, yeah how do you start the question right yeah how, how do you start, you start? how do you talk how do you start the conversation there's words that we use there's words that we say there's things that you talk about and you mm-hmm. have to be open to having these conversations because if you don't have these harsh conversations i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything I'm going to be real. I'm going to be down and dirty with you. And if you don't like it, so be it, you know, because we got to have these conversations. It may not be something you want to hear, but we got to have these conversations. We got to talk about it because it starts with the education side, you know? Yeah. And that's what I do. I try to educate you. I try to have these conversations. I try to talk to people. I'm trying to do more on campus. You know, because mm-hmm. there's things that happen to students that we don't even know about. There's trauma that they go through. There's people that are raped. And it doesn't, domestic violence, let me be clear, it doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men and children sure. as well. Yeah. And yeah. we have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen to me. It could happen to Darren. It could happen to his children. It could be in anybody yep. that we that goes through some sort of trauma yeah it could be somebody you work with right now anybody. you know it's and, yeah we got to have the conversations signs and stuff like that mm-hmm. you gotta be noticeable like the heavy makeup the bruising the yeah. long sleeve clothes when it's 90 degrees outside yeah well you know and and that you came to uh safe house for women and to give them some love to when I, my previous job, I helped work on their website. And one of the things that was important for them was the ability for women to feel safe, even when they were at the website and we even built in a thing. So if somebody was there and she was looking at it and somebody walked in the door, she could hit one little button and it change it to Google or whatever else, you know, to take right. that. Cause it is such a, a hard place to climb out of when you're in that situation. Yeah. So they do make that Happen, and I know they did for you, and they have for for many other women too. So yeah, we appreciate their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely. I am definitely grateful for them because, for me, for the very first time that I shared my story was a domestic violence task force, mm-hmm. and so it was it was law enforcement, it was counselors, and I shared it. I was at we were at Dexter's Barbecue here in mm. Cape Girardeau. That was the very first time that I started talking and writing my story and sharing my story and let me ask you this to to someone who's watching you who you know feels compelled to find a way to share their story uh as you talk about it more and more has it become easier for you to share your story and to share your your testimony it has i mean there will be times when like i remember last year i believe during advocacy day and I was, and we, it was virtual. It wasn't in person. We weren't at Jeff in Jefferson City, and so that particular time, I was talking to a legislator, and I started crying. And so sometimes, and it wasn't because I was sad. Right. It was because yeah, I was. It was I was emotional, mm-hmm. and so I was mad all over again having gone through this and then now I'm talking to a legislator and I'm a babbling idiot and I just start crying 
Mm. So, and then even like, I remember I was one of the speakers at the, um, the Capitol when we had our last in-person uh, in 2020. And so that was three years ago. And I was sharing my story. The microphone wouldn't work. And so then I just started talking and then the microphone started working. Mm. So then, you know, there were people there listening and stuff like that. And then even I was doing, um, you know, I do a lot of press. So I was doing interviews while we were there at the Capitol. And I remember my friend, Kristen, she was taught, we were talking to a legislator and he heard my story and he pulled her aside and was like, Kristen, this is the person that you need that is going to resonate with legislators. Mm. And if, you know, hearing her story, they're going to resonate with her because this is her story. Right. And like I tell people, my story and your story is never, is not the same, Mm -hmm. not, um, not at all by any means necessary. So what you may say and what I may say is going to be something totally different. Yeah. So each time it has gotten easier, like I've done a lot of radio podcasts. I do a lot with the school radio station. I do a lot with Vaughn Riggin. I do a lot with the Missourian. I do a lot with, um, you know, I was just in the studio yesterday with KFVS 12 live. Mm. You know, I've done a lot with them. I've done um, in-person interviews with Mike Mahundro. You know, different, you know, different people involved in media. You know, Nathan, who did my article for the Missourian. So, I have gotten, I would say, better. And then I've even done CBS. I've done mm-hmm. CNN, you know. So it come, done, comes easier as, as you get through it. Yeah, yeah. it comes mm-hmm. easier, but I get emotional. I may yeah. be stoic right now, but then I even, like, in October – you know, they have the, the Survivor Series for the Southeast Missourian. Yeah. So I was a part of that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And so we couldn't have a smile. We had to have a serious yeah. face. So it's like, oh, my God, I don't, I can't do serious. I'm always got a <laughs> smile on right? my face. Right, let me get all, mm, mm. Yeah, let me get all. Let me get know, all fire and brimstone face. Right. Yeah. And so that was kind of, you know, difficult to have that stoic yeah. face. But, you know, when even doing a um a BIPOC conference in St. Louis, you know, so that was bittersweet for me. Yeah. You know, so I've had different opportunities with every town and mom's demand where I can share my story and, you know, even the Kansas City Star, they've done one on me, you know. Yeah. So different thing different opportunities have come for this i'm not using it for my personal gain no i'm using it for to get that it's education to amplify out a survivor's voice exactly That's and it. i as yep. a survivor i am amplifying my voice yep. for others who and i know are you want to help others do that as well so you know we encourage them to reach out to you on social media or to uh, you know hit those first of the month meetings uh mm-hmm. and be a part of it um well that's our time for today leslie i appreciate you so much hanging out with me for humans in tune today thank Uh, you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure and i look forward to hearing your voice echoing 
up and down the streets of Cape, along with those that you bring into the fold. So thanks again. It is another Humans in Tune. We appreciate you tuning in to 93.9 Mike FM on Facebook and via podcast. And catch all the Humans in Tune segments right there on our Facebook page in the video section. For Leslie, I'm Darren. Have a fantastic afternoon. Stay warm and safe. Be nice humans, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for catching this Humans in Tune conversation with 93.9 Mike FM. Find previous interviews on our Facebook page, or you can listen via our podcast at 93.9MikeFM.com.